This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to another week's edition of Joy's very own show about pets, Pets Allowed. Thank you to Warren for a fab morning of tunes and to Jake for the latest in news. I'm Kristen and I'll be keeping you company until one today and joining me in the studio is Kevin, rescue coordinator at the Lost Dogs Home. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Thank you. It has been a while since I've been here actually. It has uh, and a very sort of light-hearted and fun show that you're joining us uh, for today. Kind of light-hearted but also kind of not at the same time. Every now and then this is going to get a bit hard and heavy, I think. That's true, true. Um, so we do have a bit of a clue uh, for, for what sort of theme we're going for today, and we're going to play that for you now. And most animal lovers will know that our companion animals are capable of giving and receiving love and affection. Often we'll see stories of animals being rescued by compassionate humans. However, from time to time, we see stories where it's actually the animals that do the rescuing. Now, animals can do amazing things from searching through rubble for earthquake survivors to finding help for their owners who might be trapped out in the wilderness. But instead of gloating about their accomplishments, these heroic animals are humble and modest. They act without craving any recognition or reward uh, and are happy just to return to their everyday lives with the people who they love the most. With a little research, you can find a number of stories about companion animals such as dogs and cats going above and beyond the call of duty to help those around them. Today on Pets Aloud, we are going to be taking time out to celebrate the world's most heroic animals. Now, do you know a story about heroic animals? We want to hear from you. Pets Aloud. Have your say. Email now on air at joy.org.au. Don't forget you can also SMS us on air 0427 JOY949 or email on air at joy.org.au. And also coming up on the show. So there's a lot of stories which celebrate the heroic actions of our companion animals. We take a look at just some of the heroic actions acts done by these dogs and cats. And with summer fast approaching, our social calendar is starting to become very full, so we're going to take a look at some of the events coming up soon. All that, plus your usual favourites, including Pet of the Week and Dog Dates. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. The Pets Allowed News Wrap. A look at the news of the week from the Lost Dogs Home. So along with the fun and sun that comes during the summer months, um, we also have more loud noises such as thunderstorms and fireworks. And though they might be fascinating to us humans, they can actually be pretty terrifying to our pets. Now, during summer, it's not uncommon for us to see a lot of storms uh, or fireworks lighting up the sky. And it's important that if you do have pets that who, who are afraid of loud noises, that you start preparing now to help make sure that they can cope during this time. And so, Kevin, I might throw it over to you. Um, what can people do 
with their dogs before the fireworks and storm season starts. Absolutely. So it's, I mean, it's not just dogs, it's cats as well. Cats can get um, frightened of storms, but they tend to be a bit more easy. Uh, generally, what you'll find is that your dog or cat will be able to predict when a storm's about to happen. So partly uh, they they believe it's because of the electrosensitivity so they feel it's hard to feel the static electricity in the air and the electric of the thunderstorm and the lightning storms uh, in the air so you might notice that your dog starts running around like crazy in the house or your cat goes in highs or something like that so what you can start to do now is to try and help desensitize them to the sounds and the flashes of light and that kind of thing so there's a couple of apps you can get which play lightning sounds and thunder sounds um, as well as some cds that you can buy to help desensitize them you should also just make sure that your dog or cat has a safe space in your house where they can go so they want to have access to this location um, that they can go in at any time uh, now and it's a happy place so you might be a bed there and they've got their toys there and some food um, so that when a lightning storm does happen or you know um, some fireworks they've got somewhere where they can go that's safe I think that's kind of some of the stuff you can do right now um, just to make sure you know as well if you know that it's particularly bad with your pet speak to your vet as well and get some advice um, so what about when the fireworks and thunderstorms actually start to happen? What can you do then? So we don't want um, to sort of coddle our pets into saying, you know, it's okay, it's all right, you know, you don't need to think. Because then they start to think, oh, well, there's a reason for me to be afraid. You're reassuring me that I am afraid and that I'm okay. Um, basically, it's about acting as business as usual. So, you know, if a fireworks start happening or a thunderstorm, you just kind of go, okay, no worries, let's do some training or let's make dinner or something like that and just, you know, act like nothing's happening. Um, you can play some music so they don't hear the noises um, to help them out, turn on the radio, that kind of thing. Um, before they start, take them to that safe space so that they know where, it, you know, they, they have that space and they're kind of sheltered from that. Um, plenty of things to do, some food dispensing activities and toys and that kind of thing will really help them as well. Food can be a good re- way to reward them as well for doing the, the right thing, can't it? Yeah, but you don't want to just give it to them, um, say, you know, you want them to be doing something for that food. So you don't want to just go, oh, here's some food because it's stormy outside yeah. um, and you're fearful because then they'll start to think, oh, well, fearful means I get food. So if I keep being fearful, I'll get food um so you kind of want to just make sure that they're doing something so uh, often with my dogs what i'll do is if, if a storm is starting or fireworks we'll start doing some training so we'll work on you know one of our tricks um so that their their mind is occupied by something else and so what about for people who have cats? So cats can get anxious around fireworks and storms as well. Um, again, same sort of thing. Make sure they have somewhere they want to hide. So it might be under the, uh, the furniture or anything like that. Um, but just let them sit there and, you know, they tend to relax and find the safest and warmest space in the house. Uh, now, of course, these tips are just a guide. So if you do need any further advice, make sure you have a chat to your vet. But the most important thing, especially during these time of year, is to make sure that your contact details are up to date on your pet's microphone chip and registration because uh, otherwise you know if your pet does get out for some, for whatever reason whilst there are fireworks or storms which we often see a lot of dogs and cats coming into the shelter after these things uh, we can't get them home to you if you're if we can't get in touch with you now our second news item of the week is the human walking program which actually happened uh this time last week at flagstaff gardens so the office workers of melbourne headed down to to join us and meet uh, our adoptable dogs take them for a, a walk and a play in the park which i think everyone thoroughly enjoyed 
Uh, so it was a great opportunity to spread the word uh, about adoption as well and to show how important it is to be active out and about uh, on your lunch break. Yeah, there was lots of, um, are you doing this every week? Yeah. Uh, when's your next one? Uh, are you sure you can't do this again next week? Like, we really want to play with more dogs. Um, <laughs> we, we wish we could. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, it takes a lot of prep and it takes a lot of planning to, to make something like this happen. Um, and, you know, it is our third iteration of the Human Walking Program. So it's been really great to see uh, people who have come back or people that are just meeting it for the first time, uh, being taken for a walk by one of our shelter dogs or meeting some of our our adopted and adored ambassadors as well. Absolutely. And I loved, um, you know, people coming up to us talking about how fantastic the dogs were as well. Um, and so 11 of our adoptable dogs who joined us on the Friday were actually adopted the very next day, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's really great to see the ongoing effect. So you sort of, you know, people come and meet these dogs and they might not be quite prepared to adopt just then or they might go, actually, I am ready to adopt. And then they come sort of the next day to the shelter and meet the dog again and go, actually, yeah, I really like you. Or, so. or even have family or friends who are, who are thinking of adopting yeah, absolutely. as well. And so from everyone from the home, we just wanted to say a huge thank you to our event partner, the City of Melbourne, and to everyone who came down on the day. Uh, we hope... You, we, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and you can check out some photos on our website uh, and Facebook page as well. It's dogshome.com or search for The Lost Dogs Home on Facebook. Now, over the coming weeks, uh, we will update our website with some more photos and videos as well. So keep your eyes peeled. And uh, now this week, as always on Pets Lab, we do like to feature a dog or cat in our very special... Pet of the Week. So let's uh, draw the curtain on this week's Pet of the Week. This week's Pet of the Week. Now, this week's Pet of the Week is the lovely three-year-old Sybil. Sybil is a tortoiseshell cat. Her ID number is 994778. Now, three-year-old Sybil, she's quite an affectionate feline, um, but she needs an owner that appreciates and understands cats because she does have her own distinct personality. She'll happily elicit attention from you and cuddle up with you on the couch, but from time to time, she's quite independent and she'd rather uh, be left on her lonesome to explore her surroundings. She spent a bit of time with our cat attendants to help manage uh, some anxiety she has when being picked up and handled, so she's best suited to an owner who's had cats in the past and understands when a cat needs to be left on their own. She's a gorgeous, beautiful uh, girl who has an affectionate nature, and she's managed to even melt the hearts of a few of her carers at the Lost Dogs Home. So that ID number again is 994 Eight. Uh, you can check out Sybil on our website, dogshome.com, or contact our North Melbourne shelter on 9329-2755, or why not come down in person to 2 Gracie Street, North Melbourne. Now, for many of us, our pets are a great source of love and comfort. They're there to celebrate the good times and help us when we feel sad or alone. Our pets are also capable of achieving great things. Coming up, we're going to chat about some of the animals who have gone above and beyond to rescue their owners. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. You're on Pets Aloud with the team from the Lost Dogs Home. Kevin and Kristen here with you today. Uh, look, many of us believe that our dogs and cats are wonderful, and it's often true. They are fun, smart, and loyal to their forever families. Our pets are fun to be around and play a special role in our hearts. 
But when the situation calls for it, some dogs and cats go above and beyond the call of duty, showing considerable loyalty and bravery. Now, on today's show, we are taking a look and celebrating just some of the pets who have performed extraordinary acts to protect and save those around them. The first story we have is of Danielle and Tasman. So I was so amazed when I first uh, heard about this story. I actually saw it uh, on TV. So Danielle uh, was a world-class athlete living over in the US. Uh, And so she used to quite regularly go for jogs or runs with her dog Tasman, uh, who was nicknamed Taz. And so back in 2006, they set off together for a run, uh, I believe it was in Utah, uh, in yeah, in 2006. Uh, and like all was going well to begin with. And then Danielle uh, slipped over on an icy patch and she fell 50 to 60 feet down to the canyon uh, onto a ledge. Um, so obviously, as you can imagine, with a fall that big, she was quite injured. She wasn't able to get up or, or barely even able to move as well. Uh, and the pain was excruciating for her. Um, so not being able to stand, she was dragging herself along the ground and having to drink water out of puddles, basically just to keep herself alive. Uh, but she did have her dog, Taz, there by her side, and he proved to be such a loyal companion throughout that time for her. So the nights were very long and cold and Danielle was at serious risk of of getting frostbite and possibly freezing to death as well. And her dog Taz cuddled up to her to help keep her warm, um, which very much might have been one of the reasons why she did survive. And so she continued to sort of try her best to move as much as she could um, with her injuries and Taz would sort of run up ahead a bit and then he'd keep coming back just to check on her as well and she was so moved by that and so I guess overwhelmed by the whole situation that obviously as any person would she cried a fair bit and Taz would come up to her and lick the tears off her face as well which I thought was really beautiful and really sweet really sweet yeah um and so Danielle spent, uh, I believe it was two nights and three days stuck out in the canyon, barely being able to move uh, until towards the end she she heard an aeroplane overhead and couldn't believe that, that it was true, wasn't sure if she was, you know, imagining it or not, but it was actually an aeroplane. Um, and someone did come to rescue her, so they found her and they got on their little sort of quad bike things and headed out to rescue her. Um, so 52 hours she was she was out there all alone uh, and the man who rescued her was named Bagos, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And so when he finally reached her, he was crying and Danielle was crying and Taz was just simply wagging his tail. He did a bit of a, a whimper and a cry of joy and he licked the face of the man who came to rescue his owner. So uh, Taz actually ran off and managed to find someone. Yeah, he did. So he was the the one who sort of, they they spotted her in the plane, but then he ran and they sort of followed him on their quad bikes. They followed yeah. him and he led them to, to Danielle. That's fantastic. Uh, so look, this is just one of many stories that are of some heroic animals that we are going to go through today. Um, we have just had a message in, uh, just a question from uh, one of our uh, people who are listening. He's just asked that Andrew from Collingwood has installed some ceiling fans and his dog is currently scared of the fans at the moment. Um, so 
what you're going to need to try and do, <laughs> this is just to devote away from our topic today, uh, is to desensitise him to these fans. So first things first, if he's frightened of just them, getting the treats out, getting the rewards out and making him have a lot of positive experiences whilst they're around. So just going into where the room is, where the fans are on, ignoring the fact that there is a fan there and just doing some training with him, giving him lots of treats and rewards for, for being in that same room. Then what you're going to want to do is to turn them on slowly, so on the slower speed, and do exactly the same thing. So this might take a week, this might take a couple of weeks, but you want to do it very slowly, five to ten minutes a day of desensitization with him. Eventually what's going to happen is he's going to start getting used to the fact that there are fans on, but he is getting rewarded for being in the same room with them, and then you turn it up a little bit, and then turn it up a little bit again, um, until he's completely ignoring the fact that the fans are there. If you do have any other questions or if you want some more advice, you can always email us at lostdogshome at joy.org.au. Now, uh, Danielle and Taz's story is one of many stories about companion animals uh, performing heroic acts. Now, imagine if you're trapped in the snow with no protection from the elements. The cold is starting to set in and you begin to worry that no one will ever find you. And then all of a sudden, your dog comes along and leads you to rescue. Coming up, we're going to take a look at some of the other stories of amazing animals. Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. You're listening to Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9 and on today's show we're talking about some of the heroic acts performed by companion animals uh, to either protect their owners uh, or protect the wider community. Now earlier on we told you about Danielle, the injured hiker who was rescued by her dog Taz uh, and... He isn't the only companion animal doing great things to help those in need. There are so many stories out there about heroic animals and their amazing feats, and we're going to share just a few of our favourites with you. Now, a few of these stories are coming out of America, obviously, but uh, a lot of them do still happen in Australia as well. But this one is from Alabama. So 10-year-old Kyle Camp disappeared from his home in Alabama. He took uh, four very special companions with him. He decided he'd walk out with his dogs. It was his furry friends who ultimately helped lead volunteers to his locations. He has Down syndrome and it took more than 18 hours from when he left to going missing in the woods to find him safely on a Wednesday morning. Jamie Swinney, who is one of the two searchers who helped find Kyle, said he heard the dogs barking again and followed him down and started hollering for the puppies. He hollered for the boy and the puppies and they yelled back. He was one of hundreds of people, many of them strangers, who volunteered to search for the boy during a rescue effort the last lasted through the night until he was located only about half a mile from home. He was wet and barefoot and all officials think that the puppies helped him stay warm overnight. Um, when he was found, he just asked if he was all right. He said, yeah. The volunteers recall he just wanted to go home. So he went out, his puppies were there with him and they helped get him back home. Now the next story is quite a harrowing tale from uh, September 11. It is. So on the morning of September 11, 2001, computer Computer sales manager Michael, uh, who is blind, headed to work uh, in his uh, office on the 78th floor of the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Uh, and as he headed off to work, he took along with him his beloved guide dog, Roselle. So at 8.46 a.m., when uh, the tremendous boom rocked the building uh, and screams sort of went throughout the floor, Michael straight away grabbed Roselle's harness, trusting that she would lead him out of danger. And so they navigated their way to the stairwell. And so uh, to get to the ground, they had to 
walk down more than 1,400 steps to reach the lobby. And so after about 10 floors, it became quite overwhelming with all the noises and the heat, and it was just chaos. Um, And so when a woman actually became quite hysterical and started screaming and panicking, and Roselle the dog gave her just a gentle nudge, which really helped to, to calm her down. And so around the 30th floor, firefighters started heading up the building uh, in the opposite direction and they would give Roselle a little pat along the way. And so after about 45 minutes, Michael and Roselle reached the lobby and 15 minutes later they emerged outside into what was a scene of absolute chaos. And the police suddenly yelled for everyone to run as the South Tower began to collapse. So Michael kept a tight grip on Roselle's harness and he, using his voice and, and hand commands, they ran to the street opposite um, as, you know, the noise and debris was falling from the sky. Um, and so in the months that followed, Michael became a spokesperson for Dogs for the Blind, um, which is actually the organisation that trained his dog, Roselle. Uh, so in 2004, Roselle developed a blood disorder and she retired um, from uh, guiding uh, and she passed away in 2011 as well, well which is lead, quite sad. She led a very good life and she was a bit of a saviour, so fantastic Absolutely. work there. Um, the next one is quite an interesting story. So in 1999, Eve and Norman, founders of the Enchanted Forest Wildlife Sanctuary, saved a two-week-old half-wolf, half-German shepherd puppy from a puppy mill. The dog was named Shana, and she grew to 160 pounds, so quite large. But Eve said that the dog trailed her like a little lamb. One October, as the 30s, both of them were 81 years old, mind you, running this uh, rescue animals, they became trapped in a violent snowstorm, and they thought, look, we're, we're in trouble, we're going to die. We, they don't have coats of gloves. Shana, the dog, started burrowing to find them. So she started at the house and she dug a 20-foot-long tunnel in order to get to them. She finally broke through to the snow, reached the curled-up couple. She gave one short bark to say, follow me. And they. she actually dragged them through the tunnel, this 20-foot tunnel. It took her about two hours to pull them all the way through. Um, they were quite amazed by when the firefighters arrived in the morning, just saying, we haven't seen anything like this before, like a dog that's just managed to build this huge tunnel. It took her uh, five months for her feet to heal, but she um, was incredibly to be able to find them and to do that. But of course, it isn't just dogs that are capable of heroic feats. There's plenty of cats out there doing remarkable things as well. That's right. And one of them is Smudge the Cat, who uh, rescued his five-year-old owner from bullies who pushed him to the ground while he was playing with his little brother. So Smudge pounced on the chest of one of the boys after he saw... Um, the frightened Ethan, who was his owner, being pushed to the ground outside his home uh, in the UK. So the boy and his friends were so shocked by the tabby cat's actions that they ran away crying, uh, leaving Ethan and his two-year-old brother alone. So their mother was quite surprised um, by the attack and... she um, oh, not by the attack, but by... Uh, <laughs> by by Smudge's heroic yeah, actions, you know. <laughs> saving his five-year-old owner. Um, so she actually saw what happened and she 
she rushed outside and, and saw the cat fly out from under the car and jump onto the boy's chest when he was pushing down her, her son. It just uh, conjures up this incredible image of this cat flying in, you know, with a little cape on the it back does, <laughs> to super, protect. Super cat. Super cat. Um, but that's absolutely incredible. So, you know, these are only a couple of stories about dogs and cats doing extraordinary things, but there's plenty more out there. And if you know of any of them, please SMS us 0427-JOY949 or email on at joy.org.au. Now, search and rescue, detection and arson. These dogs perform heroic acts day in, day out. Coming up, we're going to take a look at some of the dogs who perform heroic acts as part of their job. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station Joy 94.9. You're listening to Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Now, many companion animals are known to perform heroic acts to protect those, um, as we've spoken about through today's show. Uh, But there are dogs with special roles whose job it is to protect the public and the country on a daily basis. So let's take a look at some of them. First one is detected dogs who are protecting Australia's borders. So the Australian Detected Dog Program plays a significant role in helping to protect Australia's borders from the importation of prohibited and restricted goods. Detected dogs are deployed for their unobtrusive and non-discriminatory broad screening detection capability. They are able to screen large volumes of people and goods very quickly and efficiently. They're ranged uh, to, you know, anything from sort of food products to money now. There's detected dogs that can actually learn to uh, find money. Firearms and explosives um, as well as tobacco. So there's a whole bunch of different things that these dogs use. They're usually seen uh, in, say, the airport, but they also do sort of customs work. So when um, cargo uh, containers are coming in, so they'll search luggage, parcels, mail, air and sea cargo, cargo containers, vessels, vehicles, aircraft, structures and people. They also provide operational support to the Australian Federal Police, State and Territory Police and other government law enforcement agencies. So that all started between 1968 and usually you sort of see Labradors, but every now and then you do see a whole bunch of different dogs as well. Uh, Also in Australia is our military dogs. Yeah, so military working dogs provide specialised detection, tracking, uh, early warning and protection capabilities in support of special operations and now dogs can provide a sense of smell and hearing that's far superior to that of humans and they are you know obedient and responsive when well trained and can operate effectively for extended periods as well Um, so the special operations military dogs are a variety of breeds uh, and ages and um, interestingly as well mixed breeds have shown to be just as effective uh, in sort of like explosive detections uh, as purebred dogs as well. Um, And so selected dogs are trialled for various roles um, and if they're successful, they're posted into units for training and employment. Now, military working dogs form a very close relationship with their handler and indeed with all members of the units that they work in as well, of course. Um, And so some of the roles that they perform are detection uh, of explosives or narcotics, tracking, um, early warnings uh, and asset and personal protection as well. Um, And so 
then we also have police dogs as well. So the Victorian Dog Squad plays an important role in operational policing. Dogs and handlers carry out specific tasks. Uh, this can include tracking offenders or detecting explosives or narcotics. Look, it, it, the use of dogs means that they can often crawl or jump into places where it's impractical for police members to actually go. So these dogs might have uh, incident response teams, which means they sort of respond to complaints of intruders, etc. General purpose dogs, which will be tracking, searching and protecting life and property, uh, narcotics detection dogs, explosive detections, and also operations support. So there's a whole bunch of different tasks that dogs also have. One uh, thing as well is the, the um, Victorian police, they actually employ some cats as well. Do they? I didn't yeah. know that. So they have, uh, last time I contacted them, they said they have two cats that work at the um, barracks where the horses are yep. so at the stables so there are mouses and rats they keep thing but they're, they're um, officers of the law of course these two lovely cats who yeah basically protect the stock feed from mouses mice and rats so we've only touched on a couple of areas where these dogs and cats are used to help protect people on a daily basis. The work these brave dogs and their handlers do on a daily basis is ke- key to ensure we are all kept safe. So the official start of summer is just around the corner and what better way to spend the long summer days than outside with your faithful canine. At the Lost Dogs Home, we are preparing for a bumper of summer uh, events. So up next, we're going to give those to you. This is Pets Allowed on Joy 94.9. Now, the 1st of December is right around the corner and with the start of summer comes the start of community event season. So over the coming months, the Lost Dogs Home and National Pet Register teams are going to be at a number of events across the state and today we want to give you a taste of just some of the events the events that we will be attending so the first is national pet id month uh chip checker events so each year thousands of lost animals come into shelters across the country without any id uh, or without uh, updated contact details which makes it really difficult and in many cases impossible for those pets to be reunited with their families december is national pet id month and throughout the month uh, the team from National Pet Register will be setting up some chip checker stations uh, throughout Melbourne to check the microchips of Melbourne's pets. Now we have two chip checker events confirmed for the beginning of December. First one is at Hobson's Bay. So it is going to be at Burns Reserve in Altona. It's Saturday, December 5th from 9am to 12pm. And the second will be at Gasworks Park in Albert Park for the City of Port Phillip. That is Sunday, December but 6th at 9am to 12pm. So basically when you come along, we'll check your pet's microchip to make sure it's working for one because sometimes they do stop working or they travel and we'll also check the details as well. It is completely free so come down and say hi. Dogs must be on a lead and all cats in secure carriers please. We're going to be also bringing a third chip checker to event to you in Maribyrnong so check out our website dogshome.com for more information. Also on that weekend on Saturday December the 5th is a Fitzroy Veterinary Hospital Cat Adoption Day. We're going to be heading down there with some cats, maybe a couple of dogs as well, for a cat adoption event. Uh, it is 113 to 115 Scotchmas Street in Fitzroy North, Saturday, December 5th from 10am to 2pm. Now, we also have a Best in Show fundraising event for the Lost Dogs Home at QV Cinemas. So the QV uh, 
Retail Precinct in the heart of Melbourne CBD is preparing its AstroTurf Square with deck chairs and a giant outdoor screen uh, in preparation for a summer of blockbusters. So on the 12th of December, which is a Saturday, uh, they will be celebrating dogs of all shapes and sizes with the screening of Best in Show. So audiences are invited to bring along their dogs uh, and those dressed to the nines can enter the Best Dressed Dog Competition. So the team from National Pet Register will be there on the night to check your pet's microchip and the Lost Dogs Home will also be there to talk to you about adoption, volunteering and foster care. Uh, If you're looking for the perfect Christmas gift, you can also check out some of our merchandise. Tickets are on sale now and proceeds will go to the Lost Dogs Home. So they're $13 for a ticket and they can be purchased at qvcinema.com.au. Have you seen Best in Show, Kristen? No, have you? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's incredible. Uh, and it's also very true of the dog world as well. So it's definitely a good comedy to go and check out. Now, if you missed any of the event details or need more information, visit our website at dogshome.com uh, and you can check out all our events on there. So we are quickly approaching the end of this week's show. But before we do head off, we have a couple uh, more events happening uh, that we want to tell you about. So we will mention those in Dog Dates coming up next. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Your pet's community calendar. This is Dog Dates. Now, before we move on to our first uh, dog dates, we have just got confirmation that the uh, Chip Checker Maribyrnong event is confirmed Saturday the 12th of December, 9 till 12 in the morning at Yarraville Gardens in Yarraville. So if you do live in the area, please do pop down with your dogs to have their microchip checked. Take cats too, but keep them in their carrier. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, Kevin, do you want to tell us about our dog date? This one is up in Ichuka and it is Pet Photos with Santa. So it's going to be held at Pet Stock at Chuka, which is 52 to 58 Northern Highway on Saturday, November the 28th. So that's tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So Christmas is fast approaching, and before Santa heads back to the North Pole to make his final preparations for the big day, he's making a special appearance at Petstock in Chuka. We're taking time out of his busy schedule to take photos of families and pets, with all proceeds going to the Lost Dogs Home. Staff from our Chuka shelter will be there on the day to answer any questions you have for, about adoption, foster care, or volunteering so make sure you come down and say hello uh it is almost time to wrap up for this week and we'll hand you over to the lovely bass very soon but a final reminder of our gorgeous pet of the week so this week's pet of the week is sybil a gorgeous three-year-old tortoiseshell cat who is up for adoption at our north melbourne shelter now she was quite shy and unsure of people when she did come to us uh a few months ago i believe she was (laughs) but with um, but with the help of our our cattery attendants um she has come along way and is starting to come out of her shell and doesn't have as much of that anxiety. She does like to be independent from now and time again, but she'll tell you. She'll let you know when she's had enough and she she wants to be by herself. She does. So she will make a a great match for someone who perhaps is um, experienced in owning cats and who understands that while she can be an affectionate companion, she does like her own space and can be quite independent at times as well. So her ID number is 994778 and she is up for adoption at the 
Lost Dogs Home in North Melbourne to Gracie Street, North Melbourne. Uh, you can also view her profile online as well at dogshome.com. So if you just search, um, yeah, you'll see Sybil's profile there. Check we- out all the other dogs and cats we have up for adoption as well. Absolutely. There are so so many gorgeous animals waiting to, to find a new home. And so if you are looking for your perfect match, do come along with so many up for adoption, different personality types, and there is sure to be a companion who is a perfect match for your family and for your home as well. Now, don't forget, if you have missed the show this week, we do podcasts, so you can find at joy.org.au forward slash Pets Aloud. Absolutely. And so thank you, Kevin, for coming in and for joining us for another week of Pets Aloud, talking all things animal. Thank you very much for having me. Really enjoyed uh, looking at all of the of the um, wonderful stories from across the world of animals doing such wonderful things. Yeah, absolutely incredible things these animals do sometimes. Makes me wonder as well, uh, you know, if my dogs will ever do that for me, if I was stuck (laughs) in a canyon or something. If if I got stuck somewhere, what would my dogs do? (laughs) Probably do some tricks and then that's about it. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us today and don't forget to walk your dogs. And pat your cats. This is Pets Aloud on Joy 94.9. Pets Aloud, brought to you by the Lost Dogs Home on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.